the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Sometimes you're so far behind, you think you're in the lead. That is the story of the Democrat mafia. They think they're winning. Their little schemes at O'Hare Airport, their golden geese of corruption. Whether they're phony exit ramps or Chicago public schools. They're so far behind, they think they're in the lead. But when you watch them in the real world, outside of these little vestibules of corruption, these Democrat ghetto sewers... I wonder if they realize how stupid they look. Let's go to Attorney General Rerun. The defendant repeatedly made false statements on New York business records. He also caused others to make false statements. Well, you, you, you just summed up everybody that ever did business with the government in New York City. Ta-da! But I remember exactly why we're here. We're not here because of any false statements, fetzo. We're here for a very simple reason. And Joe Robinette, my pants are wet, Biden, told us about it way back in 2021. To your predecessor, who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their question? What happened to the tape there? To your predecessor, who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning? that the former president will not return, or that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah. once again take power in the United <laughs> States. Well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by, uh, if, we, uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. That's a threat. That's a warning. That's a prediction. This, what you see, is illegitimate. Just like the diaper-wearing dimwit pretending to be president. Illegitimate. It means nothing. And it could not happen outside these corrupt mafia strongholds. New York, New Jersey, the sewer of Chicago. Couldn't happen in a place with any ethics. So when you hear the dimwit spokes idiot, who's not hired because of her brains, she's hired due to her affirmative action qualities and her sexual proclivities, Here on Jair Pierre, Sideshow Bob. And I did want to ask about uh, the Donald Trump uh, arraignment. I know you're not going to comment about the legal proceedings. You've said that many times. But can you give us any sense of how President Biden is taking all this in just as a moment in American history? Obviously, he's a consumer of news. Has he been uh, watching, reading uh, the developments that are unfolding right now? Did she say news or prunes? 
She said no. So first, I have to say this. this it's an ongoing uh, case, so we're just not going to comment on the case uh, specifically itself. Look, the president's going to focus on the American people like he does every day. He is not, uh, this is not something that is a, a focus for him. Uh, he is going to focus on things like making sure that the, that we uh, lower continue to lower prices for the American people. Uh. He's about as good at that as he is everything else. But you're sure there was no indication whatsoever. Uh, when we first learned uh, about uh, about the um, about the indictment, uh, the president was not given a heads up. Uh, he was uh, briefed by his chief of staff, and he learned about this just like all of you uh, through the reporting. Well, KJP, did he forget that he threatened them? Did he forget that he warned them? Did he forget? Your predecessor. I don't understand how you could forget to launch like another campaign. Do you, do you, do you, so do you, how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their question? There's a little giddy up here. To your predecessor, who is about to launch the another NSA. campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning that the former president will not return, or that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah. once again take power in the United States. <laughs> well, by the way, that creepy laugh, that's the same one he did today as he sat there like the dunce, like the old man in the in the balcony at a Muppet show. He sat there with that stupid, creepy look on his face. You know, the one where he would sniff his daughter and ask her if she was going to take a shower later. That one. And he sat there and smirked. Um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power. Um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our constitution does not. So let's go to those illegitimate efforts. All it takes is some fat morphodite with a law degree and a key Democrat sewer guaranteeing that the judge will be one that somehow escaped Greylord. Oh, he was too young. A judge, a Democrat sycophant rat like the ones like the two family court judges who sit on the investment LLC. That buys tax auction property when Ed Burke drives him into bankruptcy. The defendant claimed that he was paying Michael Cohen for legal services performed in 2017. This simply was not true. And it was a false statement that the defendant made month after month in 2017. April, May, June, and so on through the rest of the year. For nine straight months, the defendant held documents in his hand containing this key lie that he was paying Michael Cohen for legal services performed in 2017. And he personally signed checks for payments to Michael Cohen for each of these nine months. In total, the grand jury found there were 34 documents with this critical false statement. So that's the 34-count indictment. Trumped-up charges, pun definitely intended, and all done on a guy by the name of Michael Cohen. So riddled with scandal, he's tied to the Russian oligarch cab king from Chicago. Remember the burgundy cabs? Where are they? Oh, they're gone. What about the ones in New York? Yeah, same, same oligarch gangster from Russia, and Michael Cohen was his lawyer as well. Michael Cohen committed what the judge called a smorgasbord of criminal conduct. Uh, marked by deception, greed, and ambition with broad public consequences. The judge said he lost. And by the way, that's all forgotten now because now he, he doesn't like Trump. He doesn't get paid by Trump anymore. And now he flipped evidence. And you're supposed to 
give him the grace you gave who? Sammy the Bull? I think he, could, he killed 19 people, and he became a hero, too. ...his moral compass and sought to profit from his association with Trump, and that as a lawyer, Michael Cohen should have known better. So our understanding here, Lester, is that he will serve this sentence concurrently with the special prosecutor crime of lying to Congress. So that means no additional time for that offense. Three years in prison, he'll stay out of prison until a sentencing date. So the judge will set a date. Uh, sorry, the judge will set a date for reporting to prison. So they throw the three years at him. Did he ever do any real time? Did he ever do anything other than house arrest? Because then he started to squeal like the pig that he is prison and of course cohen's lawyers can also try to appeal this conviction and ask that he stay out uh, uh but their appeal rights are very limited here because he did plead guilty so i wouldn't expect i mean they, they could argue about procedure here but i wouldn't expect an appeal he'll stay out until he's given so all a- he needed was the government to help him continue to lie and stay out of prison and they found somebody who ran on this this is when Rerun, also known as Elvin Bragg, was running for AG. Let's talk about what's waiting for the new DA, the docket. We know there's a Trump investigation. I have investigated Trump and his children and held them accountable for their misconduct with the Trump Foundation. Would that bring Trump's case under your jurisdiction about, you know, what, what he has going on in New York and all his criminal activities, uh, alleged, I'm sorry, criminal activities <laughs> going on. So, so, uh, by the way, don't miss that laugh. Don't miss that laugh. This was a guaranteed outcome. This is why this Morphodite took office. This was the plan. Wheels were in motion and have been since Joe Biden stole the most important office in the world. Yes. So the, the, the New York State Attorney General, Tish James, is investigating now. That was my old office. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're investigating. And then the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which I'm running to be, has an investigation. And so, yeah, the ne- I mean, it's very important. The next Manhattan District Attorney is going to inherit that investigation, which, you know, could be the most important investigation in the history of the country. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. That's the most important investigation in the history of the country. And then, you know, you get pulled off into the partisanship. Well, partisanship or not, what we're experiencing as a nation as we are falling from the superpower we were just three years ago, what we're experiencing is enemies of not just this country, but enemies of freedom, enemies of liberty, enemies of the so-called democracies they all love, enemies that are really gaining power. And this is being picked up on in the most... Curious places. Places like Zambia. Ooh, it's true. Here's a little message as Kamala Humpday Harris was in Africa touting her what exactly? It seems that this month is a month of democracy discourse in the world. At the end of this month, there will be a conference in Lusaka or a summit in Lusaka, Zambia. This is the African leader of the Socialist Party in Zambia. This is a socialist, by the way. His name is Membi. Fred Membi. Led by the United States. They have come to Southern Africa to teach us democracy. A country that was opposed to our liberation, a country that supported colonial regimes, 
the apartheid regime in South Africa, the white racist minority regime in Zimbabwe, now Rhodesia, now Zimbabwe, the Portuguese colonial governments in Mozambique, in Angola, in Guinea-Bissau, and Cape Verde. Today is coming to Africa to teach us about democracy. A country that has toppled so many governments in Africa, that has led so many coups in Africa and other parts of the world, a country that has killed so many of our leaders in Africa and other parts of the world, the killers of Patis Rumumba, those who toppled Kwame Nkrumah, those who killed Nasser, three. Those who killed Muammar Gaddafi, four. Today are coming to teach us about democracy. A country that has been built on a brutal force, on enslavement of other human beings, on the humiliation of Africans, the exploitation of Africans, the plunder of Africa. Today is coming to teach us about democracy. I wonder if Hillary Clinton will play that clip for her students, her unwitting, useful idiots at Columbia. I wonder if this will uh, be revealed for exactly what this is, some two-bit kabuki court. We are now officially a third world country. No president in the history of our country has been subjected to such vicious and disgusting attacks. The good news, Donald. From now on, they will be. And so will the senators, so will the congressmen, and so will the lobbyists. There's the silver lining. This is the new norm. And now, here's what we have on our side. Our attorney generals, our district attorneys, are smarter, better, and more focused than ever. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You know, it's funny. The cockroaches, the Democrats, the cockroaches, they're celebrating, huh? They're, they're so far behind, they think they're in the lead. This is phenomenal news for me. Not you, cockroaches. Because everybody could see what this is. Everybody could see what it is. I, to your predecessor, who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning that the former president will not return, or that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah. once again take power in the United <laughs> States? Well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power. Every time I hear that creepy pedophile voice of his, I keep thinking about his daughter, Ashley, what she wrote in the diary. She couldn't go home or take showers until she knew he was fell asleep. What a scumbag. Senator Biden, it's nice to have you here as the youngest member of the Senate, the one, therefore, who may expect the longest career there. I wonder if you'd say to us, since it's clear that you're not corrupt and you got elected, why should people think that the system produces corrupt results when there you are? Well, I'm not sure you should assume I'm not corrupt, but I thank you for that. Though. You should never assume that. In fact, you should have wondered why in just eight years... From winning the Senate seat, he bought the DuPont mansion. 
You should have maybe looked at the fact he's from Delaware, and one fracking building has over 14 million LLCs registered to, the, to that address. Joe Biden is the picture of corruption, which makes him the perfect representative of the Democrat mafia. So as you have to watch these losers and these bust-outs and these failures, the kind who rally around the mayor, m- mayoral candidate who will win, who doesn't pay his water bill or his taxes, that's what they are. So let them celebrate in the ghettos, because in the meantime, that's all that's ever going to happen in those Democrat sewers. And he just sat there with that, I hope my daughter's taking a shower, creepy smile on his face. Teresa on the Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. What you said a few minutes ago, um, if Democrats realize how stupid they are and how stupid they look, there's a quote by Anna Lamind that says, wisdom doesn't really come with age. A moron doesn't become a wise man. When he grows older, he becomes an old moron. And there you go. There's the Democratic Party. Fred Mumambe spoke from Africa what all of the leaders in Africa know. America is a laughingstock around the world. Oh, yeah. By the way, oh, yeah. did you did you see what's happening to the dollar, Teresa? Is the United States dollar under threat? Well, the U.S. dollar became the backbone of the global economy after World War II because of America's robust economy, its democracy, and its transparent regulatory systems, which made the nation seem like a safe place for international investors. But now the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, have announced plans to develop a new currency. Their goal is to reduce reliance on the U.S. dollar and other Western currencies as well and protect themselves from international pressure. In fact, Brazil and China have already struck a deal to bypass the dollar when paying for trade goods, which is a major milestone in Beijing's long-term plans to establish its own currency, the, the yuan, as the dominant international currency. And that's why they bribed the crack-smoking son of this dimwit in diapers. But more importantly, yep. Teresa, do you know why this is crucially important now? Because with Brazil, When it comes to the world GDP, the world GDP, they now supersede us by a point. So BRICS is now stronger than America. America made up 24% of the world GDP. Now BRICS makes up 25. And the Democrats scourge, celebrate in their ghettos what they don't even understand. And that's the shame of it. Let's go to one of these Democrat morons. Hi, Cream Puff Jim. How's your shoulder with the cookie on it? How you doing, Bill? Trump's got one out. He's got to win this election to pardon himself and his cronies. Yeah. That's why he was so reluctant to leave the White House to begin with, because he knew he was up against uh, many indictments, because this is just the beginning. There'll yeah. probably be about 50 more indictments. But his only shot is to win the election and then pardon himself. But that's a quite well, he's got another a, out. I would call he's that, got another call out. That hell, that's a hell of Mary under anybody's no, circumstances. No. He, could, he, could, he could get a Chinese a communist Mary. named Long Duck Wong, pose as a, as a communist hierarchy, have him bribe Joe Biden to pardon him. Because anything, the one thing that's always good about being in these Democrat sewers, you Democrats are cheap. For 500 I could get you to eat an apple and drop off a fruit salad. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. At AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Marco Rubio, who I have absolutely no use for. I'm confused by the size of his ears in proportion to his head was in a 1972 Buick, I believe, today. 
and he wanted to get a little TikTok, Facebook, whatever time. Put aside for a moment whether you like Trump or not like him, whether you're for him or not for him. Today is a bad day for all of us. Today, American politics crosses a line that it's never going to come back from. Why does he always sound like he's crying? Don't cry, Marco. Don't cry. Man up. After today, after today, especially on the basis of how ridiculous these charges are, after today, every prosecutor in America that wants to make a name for themselves now is going to have permission to basically go after someone in the other party. What's That's not bad. That's good news. That's good news because the FBI has been running cover. For the dimwit and diapers, some call president. The FBI has been protecting the mafia for decades. A quarter mile away from Mike Madigan's little office. His son, a lobbyist. How about little Dick Durbin and his portly wife? His son, lobbyists. Maybe that's what we need. Some motivated lawyers who aren't all Democrat roaches. It's going to stop some Republican or conservative prosecutor now from saying, well, now I'm going to go after Joe Biden or his family. Or Bill Clinton, or Hillary Clinton, or Nancy Pelosi, whoever. Stop it. Now you're just toying with me, Marco. I hope nothing. And I hope they go after these crooked bastards. Because Nancy Pelosi is celebrating. Celebrating what? The fact that she's made hundreds of millions through insider trading? Policy front-running? Or that her husband makes hardware smell like a bathroom in a forest preserve? I mean, do you know some really wonderful people, well-educated, maybe even some of them in this excellent institution, who are great, they're successful, nice people and all that, and the boom, they're way on the other side of our democracy in our own country. That's because you're a traitor to it. You're a corrupt oligarch spewing socialist utopia, communist fantasies, and Marxist ideology. Those other people are better than you. They're smarter than you. And they're more successful than you, honestly. Now, granted, half of them, 99% of them, do not have the track record of insider trading that you and your stinky hammer husband have. The, the, the real sickest part is that as she's having this talk, the Duchess of Chaffington, with her Earl Campbell thighs, destroying a pantsuit, are sitting just feet away from her. Why? Because they don't want to pay more taxes? Because they're believing a... Uh, um, Spit it out, drunk. ...misrepresentation of what's going on. But we have to be vigilant in, in our country. Taxes are the way you spend your money. You don't pay them. Your husband who destroys hardware doesn't pay them. And anybody who c- campaign contributes, they don't pay them either. But you just want the other side to pay them. See, I want to do what Russia does. 13% flat tax for everybody. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Cynthia, Palos Park. Hey, Sean, how are you? Wonderful. How are you, Cynthia? I'm excellent. So I'm driving in my car today and I had an epiphany and I wanted to ask you what you thought about this. I'm wondering why are they doing this to Trump? It can't go anywhere. It's just going to be another mess for a few years. And then I thought, aha, what's going to happen at the end is somebody's going to present a bill, probably one of our do-nothing Republican representatives that says, hey, this can never happen again. This is bad for the country, blah, blah, blah. And this bill will pass. And this will protect the Biden mafia family when he gets out of office. No one will be able to touch him. Even more. So you're saying they'll use this as a uh, red herring, as a straw horse to, to set it up so they could steal in perpetuity. And I love that about you, Cynthia, because you're a good person. and You think they're not already doing that. They're already <laughs> doing that, doll. They've been doing that for half a century. 
That's why you never see them really go to jail. And when it's so obvious that the people are in uproar, even the Democrats, then they fake indict them, them like they do Ed Burke and Mike Madigan, mm-hmm. who set the tone mm-hmm. of their own trial. These guys are in their 80s. They got away with it for 50 years. They've never done anything in their life except bastardized politics. That's how they made hundreds of millions, and nobody knows what they're worth. Here's an interesting statistic. Take a look at some of the law partners for Ed Burke and Mike Madigan, and just take a look at what their net worth is in the kind of houses they live in to give you an idea of how many hundreds of millions were manipulated, contorted, and corrupted by these two scoundrels, just two of them. And those are the names we know. There are thousands of names we'll never know. So they're already getting away with it. And the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, has been sitting on the prima facie evidence that proves we have a traitor in the White House, and they won't let it go. That's the best. That's what protected. They already got the law. Please, the FBI, please. Forever bothering Italians. Thank you very much, Cynthia. Spanky, Crystal Lake. Hi, Sean. Oh, I was thinking, I was, Sparky, I was, yes, I was channeling a friend of mine. Go ahead. First time caller, love you. My wife and I listen to you every single day. Oh, thank you. You're, you're the best. Thank you're you. the best, buddy. Hey, hey real quick, quick, I just want to mention, are you aware of the Congress having a hush fund that between Congress and the, the police out there, they can, if there's any allegations go up against them, they got this money that they can spend. Yeah, that came out. That came out at when Obama was in office, maybe even longer, and then they tried to collapse it, and it probably is collapsed. But come on, this is a, a it, from Chris Dodd to Ted Kennedy. This is a well-known thing. These are these are the lowest form. That's why it's Caligula for nerds, Washington D.C. You want if things really go plan. You know what my backup plan always was. If everything really went sideways and I blew out, I was busted. I was going to move to Washington D.C. and be a pimp. You'd be forever rich. Thank you very much. Appreciate it there, Sparky. Uh, in the meantime, I'm not the best. Not close to the best. Nowhere near the best. The best isn't here anymore. The best is gone. And thanks to the lovely Honey Bunny, the best told us exactly what would happen just months before he passed away. I know they desperately want Trump gone, and I, I know that they desperately want it codified. <laughs> That Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again, which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad. Make Trump look like a reprobate. Embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump. This is about sending a message of fear. That's why they move forward with IRS agents that never audit Nancy Pelosi or her stinky hammer husband. Never investigate Hunter or Joe Biden's crime family from his dimwit ugly sister to the dimwit ugly brothers. This isn't a government anymore. It's a mafia. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. 
I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. Wow, look at Squirrel turning it up, baby. It's only Tuesday. Take it easy. That's Friday. I got to put a poll. I, I, I really want to talk about this Roy McGrath. I'm going to give you a little tease, and then we'll come to it later in the show. Is WJZ breaking news? As we come on the air right now, a major development in the search for the former chief of staff of former governor Larry Hogan three weeks after he disappeared. The manhunt for Roy McGrath is now over. Thank you for joining us here on CBS News Baltimore. I'm Vic Carter. The FBI has confirmed to WJZ that the ex-Hogan chief of staff was shot by a responding agent earlier tonight as authorities honed in on him. Huh. Tying up loose ends, huh, guys? Uh, Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good, brother. How are you? Listen, Sean, I listened to this Braggs uh, make his speech after, uh, yeah. after Trump left. Smart, he isn't he? That, uh, yeah, he's real smart. And I'll tell you why he is. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. He said that uh, Trump was, gonna, was indicted on 34 counts of uh, conspiring to, uh, to conceal uh, business uh, uh, records to commit other crimes. Well, then he was asked the question, what are the other crimes? His answer was, well, I can't tell you because the investigation is still going on. And earlier he said, we, we don't bring charges unless our investigation is complete. So what is this guy talking about? He, they're making it up as they go along, and they're charging him yeah, on 34 yeah. counts because they're saying he told the same lie on 34 right. different sheets of paper because his signature was on it. And I'll tell you what, Rich, if that's going to be the standard, you want them to find Trump guilty. Because how many pages do we have of Joe Biden? How many leases for oh. offices that nobody wants oh, to boy. talk about? How ma- I'd love to go through the LLCs. How many documents does Joe Hunter, his moron brother, and his ugly sister, how many documents are their names at? Let's charge how them all up. We're set to Oh, I love How it. How much Rich. money was sent to the family? Well, the, the good news you could say about the Bidens, at least they delivered to their Chinese communist paymasters. They're destroying our country every single minute. Thank you very much. Terry in Dyer, Indiana. Hey, hey Sean, you know, it, it, if you look at stuff here, these uh, WEF meetings, the WHO, what happened today is going to start happening all around the world. And... If you don't think it's going to conspire into something evil and downright wretched. What do you mean? What what do you mean? Which happening? Because third world countries have been doing this to political oppositions for 200 years. Oh, but now it's going to get so much worse. It's not even funny. I think we're insulated to how how tyrannical these third world hellholes are. That's why I liked it. I liked it when uh, Fred Mumbabe gave a talking down to the easiest vice president this country ever had, Hump Day Harris. In the meantime... That was a beautiful uh, moment. Oh, I'm going to tell you what, Terry. We're spoiled because we grew up thinking there was integrity and there was justice. What this era, 2023, in the last three years, proves you, we're no better than these third-world despotic countries. My point exactly. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, kid. It seems like these uh, rat liars are up to something else because a friend of mine showed me an article where there's uh, 
a facility in Pennsylvania. Now, this article was by uh, Michael Baxter. I, don't know, I, I didn't check it out yet, but um, I'll check it out. The, uh, the deep state is basically uh, stockpiling unvaccinated blood. They're basically shaking down like, a, a, you know, places where, like I give a lot of blood. And now I want to I want to have give a lot of blood. What are, you, what are you, some sort of heroin addict? What the hell are you giving blood for? Oh, I, 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 I've got like a CMV negative blood. They use it on infants and uh, old people and it doesn't have any antibody. So you're who Darwin so, was looking for. All right. Yeah. But here's the deal. If somebody can come up with a place where uh, unvaccinated people and like even patriots and everything where we can give our blood and stuff like that, because they're the uh, the politicians, it seems like uh, they took all these shots, so to speak, but they want unvaccinated blood because it says specifically this is all for deep, this blood. I don't think politicians that were on the higher up took any of that vaccine stuff. I think that was just for no, the morons. Nah, there's no way they took it. No way. You see these fat slobs, they'd be dropping like flies. I got friends of mine bought into that nonsense, 55 years old, picture of health, they're mortadel. They didn't take a one of them. No, that was for us. George in Naperville. Sean, when Biden proclaimed during COVID, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, it was the first time in my life I was threatened by a president. Take the shot or else. That yeah. clip you keep playing when they asked Biden about his predecessor launching a campaign for the presidency, he more or less said, we'll do what it takes to take him out. This exactly. is not America. It's a mafia, like you say. Thank you, brother. Prima facie evidence. Just, come on. I, I know it's uh, let's just one more time. To your predecessor, who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning that the former president will not return, that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not once again take power in the United (laughs) States? Well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power. I don't know if I like that one better or this one. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I agree. 312-642-5600. Neil, uh, two words, witch hunt. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... When law becomes the spear of a corrupt government versus the shield of an honest citizen, you are living in a totalitarian state. There's no other way to surmise the American legal system. Many people have been victims of it. Many will be in the future, in the near future. How do we change it? My next guest has been on both sides of this. She is a constitutional attorney and served as a senior legal advisor to President Donald Trump. She's also the chairwoman of the Election Integrity Alliance. She's special counsel for the Thomas More Society. She's the host of the Jenna Ellis Show podcast on Salem Podcast Network. And above all that, she's a friend of mine. Jenna, how are you? You know, I'm, I'm good, uh, but I'm a little distraught over the uh, situation going on in our country today and the whole uh, weaponization of government and the double standards that the Democrats continue to want to impose. But if you feel like me and you want to combat it, 
by destroying it. There's also a silver lining here. What's to prevent Texas, Florida, and the 19 other good states from doing the same thing and finally doing the job that the FBI and the federal government refuses to do and investigating and indicting the crook in diapers pretending to be president as we speak? Well, if that happens, then um, that will be a red-letter day in America. And I frankly don't uh, see the states or uh, the national RNC or you know, anyone uh, with that type of – I mean, and obviously the RNC isn't, a, uh, isn't an elected office. But in terms of um, just combating this, I really don't see that the Republicans have the guts to do it. But they have now the precedent to do it. Do they not? Uh, yes, yeah, you. I mean, and they they can absolutely say, okay, game on, and um, and this is where this is going. But you know what was interesting to me as well is that um, the only one who's actually stood up and said, I will exercise uh, my power in office and combat weaponization of government on this level um, has been Governor Ron DeSantis out of Florida, who fired a Soros-funded uh, prosecutor, and also said in the wake of the indictment that was announced last Thursday, that he would actually commit Florida to uh, not assisting in an extradition request, which um, Donald Trump did not take advantage of. And my understanding is didn't even talk to the governor. So, you know, I see this as being so fully political on a lot of the Republican sides that we're not all working together. We're not looking at these types of things. We're just looking at overall the talking points, the op-eds, the fundraising, the typical status quo of the Republicans. And I know that that's more of a, you know, that's not really the silver lining, but I agree with you that if Republicans actually wanted to play ball, um, then they would get it together and do it. I just don't see that happening. Jenna, I, this show, I, I moved to Florida myself, but the show is broadcast out of the sewer of corruption, the hub of American communism, Chicago, Illinois. In Chicago, Illinois, there are right now, as we speak, two sitting Cook County judges on an investment group called the Table of Wisdom LLC, which a member of it is called Ed Burke. He's an alderman, mafia capo for five decades, and everybody knew it. And what they do is they take advantage. He's a tax lawyer. So you pay him. In fact, he was Donald Trump's lawyer. You pay him to lower your property taxes. He has the inside track and for decades has been manipulating tax auctions and profiting to the tune of who knows how much. So you have two judges sitting on that. These judges are fully aware that he is a Chicago Democrat gangster. You also have his wife, who is a Supreme Court justice in Illinois. The justices, we didn't need Greylord for those Chicagoans in the know to know that the justices are people and they're interwoven with the Democrat mafia. So why is Donald Trump going to get a fair shake? Why is the American law that can be contorted and bastardized as a weapon somehow uh, uh, solve the situation, or will he be successfully railroaded like some third-world banana republic? Well, I hope that he's not successfully railroaded, and I hope that uh, his legal defense team, which now includes um, a former partner from Cadwallader, Wickersham, and Taft, which is one of the most highly respected law firms in uh, New York that has now joined the legal team, I hope that they will um, fight this, this sham indictment, um, with every motion possible. Um, and, and that includes a change of venue. Uh, I don't think that he can possibly get a fair trial in downtown Manhattan with an unbiased jury. And, uh, you know, and, and there have been some questions surrounding the uh, unbiased or the appearance of bias of the sitting judge, the presiding judge over this case. So I anticipate that the legal team will look at all of those things. But if the judge is not 
open-minded and looking at this honestly and is intent on uh, going along with the DA and, and railroading this, then, you know, then we do have a banana republic. And um, that's, that's honestly what I'm afraid of, because we've seen how the Democrats and the left have used every possible type of lawfare that they can to get Trump and get conservatives all up and down, you know, the, the, from coast to coast, all and up and down America, from the uh, weaponization of government against parents in school board meetings and putting them on the domestic terrorism watch list that's come out in congressional hearings, um, to pastors that are you know, outside of abortion clinics that get pre-dawn raided by the FBI. I mean, th- this is just an absurdly uh, example, absurd examples of how the system is being weaponized against a lot of conservatives, not just Donald Trump. He just has the name, the ability to pay for legal representation yes. and the media at his home. But what I think would be so incredible, and tell me, tell me what you think about this. What I think would be so incredible is if tonight from Mar-a-Lago, he made that statement, he made that promise to the American people and to conservatives that this isn't just about him and his defense. This is about everyone in America being assured that our civil liberties won't be breached at the behest and arbitrary whim of the Democrats. The nauseous feeling that all decent Americans have, I think, started on election night. I really believe that. I was doing election night coverage on a coast-to-coast radio station when the system was shut down for four hours. I have never bought the tagline, and I will never capitulate to that. However, we are in this circumstance where we know that since the 60s, this has been going on. I'm from Chicago. That was the key. Queen of Heaven was what won John F. Kennedy the election. This is a well-known fact. So now if you question that, you've been censored. You've been persecuted. You've been prosecuted in some cases. How do you get the other aspect that you work on on a daily basis, election integrity, back if you are in these Democrat mafia strongholds? How do you get it back? Yeah, and and that's a great question. And the question is, how do we get election integrity even in Republican-controlled states? I mean, that that has been the alarm that, that conservatives have been sounding since the 2020 election when this problem that's been going on for decades finally came to the fore. And yet another aspect of weaponization of government is going after the bar licenses of at least 110 Trump lawyers that yes. that filed claims and represented him on, you know, on his behalf. I mean, I'm getting complaints literally from people saying that I should be disbarred in my home state because I'm, quote unquote, homophobic and representing the Christian worldview of marriage on my own personal Twitter feed. I mean, this is how insanely corrupt the Democrats are, but they're trying on purpose to silence us. And so when the Republican-controlled legislatures don't even have the spine to implement real election integrity and they're buying the talking points from the left, that, oh, if we do anything, well, then, you know, that's, that's racist or that's, you know, that's foreclosing access to the ballot box. So, okay, we just won't do anything. Then how do we even expect to make any headway in Democrat-controlled states? We need something like what the state of Florida did and what Ron DeSantis is doing by having an election integrity unit, I think that the Florida example needs to be a model for at least, at minimum, all of the red states. And you know, Jenna, you're a young girl. I feel like you're a family member to me. Have you made the decision to become a Floridian? (laughs) You know what? Um, I actually am moving there um, the end of this month. 
So actually, Good for yeah. you. Um, and yeah, and so, um, so to that me, is, that's the answer because Florida uh-huh, has 100%. has implemented election laws, has shored up the 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 honesty in the system. I voted for the first time as a Floridian. It's phenomenal. I know that there are other states that are implementing those things. And if the good states are only going to do the good things, then to me, the good people need to live there. So I think in there is the silver lining. Absolutely. And that's why you're seeing so many people leave states like California. Um, Unfortunately, my home state of Colorado that has turned uh, blue and Democrat leftist because of all of the Planned Parenthood money and, you know, other a Democrat money that is poured into that state that used to be around 85% Republican. Um, you know, back me, when I was growing up, I don't even recognize the state anymore. Um, that's why you're saying a lot of people from the leftist states move to Florida because that is uh, the light of liberty. And, you know, if Ron DeSantis actually decides to jump in this race, and I think that he will, um, the best slogan would be Make America Florida because that's what conservatives genuinely want. And I wish that he and Donald Trump could work together and, you know, figure their way out of all of this. I don't think that will happen. But um, I have pledged at least that whoever ends up on top and is the GOP nominee, and I think that will be either Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, I will vote for and support that person 100 percent because we need a fighter back in the White House that understands the Constitution, freedom and liberty, and is willing to protect our American way of life for everyone, regardless of political viewpoint, and not weaponize institutions of government against us. Thank you so much for making time for me. I know you're under uh, a time clock. Jenna Ellis Show podcast at Salem Podcast Network. Thank you for always uh, coming on when I ask you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Always a great pleasure. And uh, thanks, my friend. I'll see you soon in Florida. You got it. We'll be back after this with your calls and comments. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Oh, yeah. I hope she doesn't laugh at me and my turquoise speedo squirrel when she sees me on the beach. Those are going to come back. I rocked it then. Tim in Hoopston. Sean, thanks for taking my call. Really, really glad you did. I got it. It's a rough day for everybody, isn't it? Yes, it is. But it is if you if you view it that way. There's also a silver lining because I'm going to tell you right now, people here in southwest Florida are motivated, man. They really are. And that's the best part about it. There are people, there are states that do not want to be a third world despotic hellhole. That's why Trump, immediately after court, he got on the plane, came right back here. Get the hell out of the ghetto. Right on. Yeah, um... I was uh, just calling to say, you know, right now we're we're the same as any other tyrannical regime. We take political pro- uh, prisoners, have political prosecutions, show trials, and all of that. You know, we have stolen and rigged elections. And um, I, I never thought I'd say this, but I am a little embarrassed today to be an American. Tomorrow I'm going to be proud as normal, but today yeah. I'm pretty. Ashamed. Well, this isn't an American. And, See, that's what the that's what the. Um... Uh, Besmanov warned us against. They're trying to demoralize you. This is the process. They're trying to wear you down. You have to have that resolve that we're never going to be not Americans. We're never going to take that path. I mean, I'll never forget with uh, with Barack Obama the amount of people that, that uh, denounced their citizenship. They upped the fee 2,000% to denounce your citizenship. So many people who had moved here to escape Marxism realized what was going on, and they were moving back. Um, but when Trump won office, we reversed that fee, cut that fee back down, but we still don't want it to happen because, after all, just because they've corrupted, these are 537 people. That's it. 
Out of that, 10% are decent. So you got you got less right. than 400 people, 400 give or take, that are destroying the quality of our life. Don't forget case. I wanted to money. bring the, the renunciation up. Uh, I wanted to bring that up to you because, you know, it seems to me like the, the United States government cares uh, more about uh, the citizens of Ukraine, more about the citizens of Honduras and Mexico, and, and less about the people that were born here like me that, that hardly ever even leave. Yeah, but those county. citizens, those poor citizens do not have what we have. Ultimately, right. we have the shield you know, of I'm, law. Now, it can be bastardized and Democrats. So, yeah, don't worry about it. We're going to be fine, brother. And uh, you're, you're in Hoopston. You're all right. It could be worse. You could be in Chicago right now where you could have which degree of loss are you going to celebrate tomorrow. Thank you very much, Tim. <laughs> Appreciate the Have call. a good one, buddy. You too, bro. In the meantime, we're uh, also facing the Plan B, the, the second part of the Biden bribery scheme, why Joe Biden is in office. That is to destroy the most important industry in this country, the energy sector. So a little attention is paid when OPEC, the cartel led by the Saudis, who we've killed hundreds of thousands of people for in their proxy wars, both in Yemen and Syria, when they side up with BRICS and they double cross us. But did they really double cross us? See, it isn't Saudi. It isn't China. It isn't Russia. It's the American Democrat scourge, like Jennifer Granholm, who's qualified to do nothing except destroy the benefits of Viagra. Does the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh my God. That is hilarious. What? Do you know why? She, that was a year ago. One year ago. So when you hear Keon Pierre, Sideshow Bob, affirmative action moron. Talk about what Joe Biden is doing. Because of what the president did, because of the policies that he put forward, because of the actions uh, that he put forward, uh, we have seen those prices go down, especially if you, if you think about uh, gas prices. I'm See, now, well, the Democrat morons think that oil, the only byproduct, is gas. Gas has not gone down when Joe Biden stole the office. Gas was under $2. You're just used to paying over 3 You're used to paying 4 and that's why they can make these claims. They never intended on creating more of the essential commodity itself, oil. Oil is more than gas. It's the quality of your life. And Joe Biden was bribed by enemies foreign and domestic to make sure it never really comes down, which is why one year ago, Jennifer Granholm laughed. And what we're living through now is the full intention of energy dependence of a crippled America, not from enemies, but from inside the domestic ones like Jennifer Granholm and Keon Jarbert, who's claiming that we're going to be energy independent. Does the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh my God. That is, is that hilarious. Great? Would that I had the magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is called OPEC. And they made a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond. That's a year ago when they cut production. What they were already planning. So, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, the Department of Energy has an energy information agency, and that agency does the forecasting of what oil and gas prices are going to be. As of, uh, as of right now, their forecast for the beginning of December is that on average, gas prices, gasoline prices, will be about $3.05 at the beginning of December. They're, they will do an adjustment to that 
forecast in the next week or so, so we'll see if that holds. Mm-hmm. But um, clearly, the Biden administration is very concerned about the price at the pump and certainly the price in people's wallets for natural gas as well for this winter, including, I would say, propane and heating oil, particularly right. in the Northeast. We forgot to talk about all that stuff because those prices are parabolic. And in the face of it all, it's nothing a good lipstick on a pig can't cover up. Boy, lipstick on a pig. That must be what Pierre Jean-Pierre translates to. Um, so a couple of things. Look, the president is uh, focused on securing America's uh, energy independence. America. And so that's the best way to America. ensure American families aren't subject to uh, the actions of those halfway around the world. What about Canada? Think I forgot about that? I didn't forget about that. In the fact, I know exactly what's going on. The need to... Uh, uh, to delink us from the uh, dependence on dollar um, uh, and other foreign Western currencies, long time. That's why the oligarchs in the former Soviet Union bribed the dimwit. That's why the Chinese Communist Party bribed the dimwit. Joe Biden is their asset, and he's performing just as anticipated. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Got it on the tip of my tongue. Who is this? It's Common Brothers. Like earlier, I was calling uh, Greg Ag. He's the DA. Tomato, tomato. Corrupt is what he really is. I like this call. I hope it's true. Dominic Elmwood Park. Hey, Sean. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, brother. How are you? Uh, good. Uh, you, I may have missed it, but uh, there's reports that JKP or whatever. KJP. KJP. Sideshow Bob. Was pulled over for a DUI without arrest. Yeah, one thirty in the morning, that's what they're saying. But, you know, this is beautiful, Dominic, because this is an example of clout, brother. Clout. It's only on a couple of places. It's It's been squashed by the media. It's been squashed. There's no body cam. There's nothing. That's when you got clout like the old days, like daily clout. That's when you could crush a DUI. And it's not only that. It's a reported accident. She pulled a, uh, yep. a stinky hammer Paul Pelosi, little drunk. What do you got, the kid in the background? Yeah, got to run to the store. Got some inflation shopping to do. Dominic, listen to me. You're going to miss this, brother. I know it's a pain in the ass right now, but you are going to so miss when they're little like that. You got to run to this store. You got to get stuff for them. You're going to miss it. One day she's going to be sending you text messages to send her a C note. Dominic, thank you. <laughs> Have a good afternoon. You too, my friend. You too. Yes, you're going to miss it. We have an, a leg up on the rest of the nation. We know the kind of political clout that squashes everything from murder, like Daly's nephew on Rush Street when he hit the 90-pound kid and killed him on the street, got away with it, all the way to DUIs. It's not just California. It's anywhere there's Democrats scourge in power. And where are they in more power than Washington, D.C., where they're still letting this inside trading whore, drunk, since 1984. Get off the table, Nancy Pelosi. I have been, you know, in a fight with China for a long time on climate issue, not climate, human rights. I think she's high. Post-op Pelosi, or is it just that she can't come down from the Demerol after so many facelifts? Get one more, you'll have a cleft chin. I have been, you know, in a fight with China for a long time on climate issue, not climate, human rights, uh, 
trade and proliferation of weapons of mass destruction. And, um, but we have to work with them on the climate issues and there are other issues where we... And so when I say that, they say, oh, you're just catering to the Chinese. No, no, no. You're, you're delivering on bribery. That's why you've created and carved out policies to make them. Now, arguably, the number two economy, and we're what? Up against the debt ceiling, spending money by a rogue moron that nobody elected, manhands Janet Yellen? who makes uh, Hillary Clinton look feminine. Maybe that's why we're in this predicament. And then there's always the other aspect. Exactly what is going on in our government, and uh, why, are, why are so many guys disappearing? The writer reached out to us on Monday, but he has not responded to repeated requests for an interview. The timing of the book is also interesting. It comes as the manhunt for Roy McGrath is in its second week. The Trade, The True Story of Roy McGrath is a self-published book that's adding a new twist to the saga of the former state worker who is now considered a fugitive. The book's author accuses former Governor Larry Hogan of orchestrating McGrath's prosecution to avoid political blowback of his own hiring decision. The book alleges McGrath initially turned down Hogan's job offer as his chief of staff because the pay was 10% less than what he was making as head of the Maryland Environmental Service. Roy then told Hogan that the president at MES was to provide outgoing CEOs with a severance package equal to a year's salary. Hogan liked the idea, but told Roy, Great, just keep me out of it. I don't have the authority of MES. The feds contend that McGrath misled MES officials by implying Hogan supported paying him $233,000 in severance. He faces fraud and theft charges related to the payout. The book claims Hogan used a cryptic messaging app called Wicker to contact McGrath after the severance became an issue. The book says Hogan writes, I know you did nothing wrong. I know this is unfair. I will stand with you. Prosecutors say the memo was faked, which also led to additional charges. A Hogan representative tells 11 News Hogan plans to testify at McGrath's federal trial. A Hogan spokesman issued a statement about the accusations in the book saying, In this day and age, anyone can publish a book and repeat bizarre and baseless accusations, including fugitives from justice, who are facing multiple counts of fraud. When McGrath failed to show up for trial, law enforcement raided his Naples, Florida home. There's currently a nationwide manhunt for him. So this is a duopoly of corruption. He is a Mitt Romney Republican, Hogan, a Mitch McConnell Republican, and his chief of staff was on the run. Well, they can't afford to let him get out and tell his side of the story, so how does it wind up? is WJZ Breaking News. As we come on the air right now, a major development in the search for the former chief of staff of former governor Larry Hogan three weeks after he disappeared. The manhunt for Roy McGrath is now over. Thank you for joining us here on CBS News Baltimore. I'm Vic Carter. The FBI has confirmed to WJZ that the ex-Hogan chief of staff was shot by a responding agent earlier tonight as authorities honed in on him. And according to our media... Now, an FBI shoots this guy. Is there any footage or is it like KJP's DUI? Partners of the Baltimore Banner, a lawyer for McGrath's wife says he is now dead. I'm Jessica Albert joins us here in the studio. Jessica, this has been a fastly developing story this evening. And what can you tell us about what else we're learning? 
Well, Vic, we've been working around the clock since our media partners at the Baltimore Banner first broke the story that McGrath was found by the FBI. After three weeks of running from authorities, the FBI tells us that they have found him earlier this evening along a major highway in Knoxville. And around 6.30 this evening, a responding agent shot him. An investigation is now underway into that shooting. Was he armed? Did he threaten anybody? Or is this like an O'Hare airport in the 70s? Ice pick in the neck, tie up that end. As Vic mentioned, this all started three weeks ago, back on March 13th. The ex-chief of staff for former Governor Larry Hogan was due in court here in Baltimore for a federal fraud trial, but he never showed up. He was accused of falsifying timesheets and stealing thousands in state funds. Days later, the FBI raided his Florida home to find his wife, who told agents she didn't have any idea where her husband was. Yeah, well, now you do. He's in the cemetery. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, you know, this is a bad day for America. We're, we're becoming a third world country. That's a given. But you know what? As bad as it gets, it's still the best place on earth. And no matter if it's a depression or a recession or whatever it is, I'm not participating. I love that. And here's the other thing. It's a good day because we now have undeniable evidence that these Democrat sewers can pick and choose who to prosecute, can misuse law as a spear to protect their mafia while letting yep. DUI morons like KJP and Paul Pelosi get away with it. I like it. Yep. I mean, uh, the reality is even it's so obvious. Remember Daly's nephew? He had to go work for Rahm Emanuel's brother in L.A. And that all went away. Yep. That's power, baby. Get away with murder. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, hell of a singer, terrible babysitter, Michael Jackson. You could have just hung on a little while. Pedophilia's big now, baby. Nam blood, I got all of that stuff. Books. He could have been prancing around. He wasn't technically transgender, right? No, he still liked to grab his crotch. All right, so he wasn't. He would have never appeared on a Bud Light can, huh? You know, I miss the day, Squirrel. You got to remember, I'm old, baby, old. I remember when there were artists that had an entire album dedicated to heterosexuality. Nobody encompasses that more than Teddy Pendergrass. The album was called Just Teddy, and he had songs on it. That just talked about heterosexual sex. It was the entire album. It was phenomenal. Listen to this. Could you get away with this stuff? That's how I grew up. None of these guys pretending to be women. You ever heard of songs? Turn off the lights. Listen to this, huh? We got heterosexual month, or are we just going to wait for Mother's Day and Father's Day? The whole album. Yeah. Let's take a shower. Let's take showers. Shower together. Oh, the lost art of heterosexual love. I don't care who you are. You get a girl in a Cadillac Eldorado, circa 1984. You put on a little Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah, you're not gonna pee Pete Buttigieg in anything. Robert Oak Park. Yes, yes. Wow, very good, very good music you just played there, uh, Thank sir. You, but, Teddy, Teddy, sure. But you know about this corruption in Chicago with uh, the the mayor's uh, nephew. Oh yeah, that was one of my favorites. 
Now, I don't think that was the same nephew that hit the kid in the head with the baseball bat in uh, Michigan. He got away with it, too. You know, it's good to be a right. daily relative. You're a little short in the trousers, but you can get away with all kinds of crime. Go ahead. You know, you know, it's very, very sad. Maybe when, when well, we'll, we'll find out tonight what happens with the election, sir. <laughs> all right, I got a cigar on BJ. Oh, boy. Hey, hey. Yeah. But you know what? Well, you're right. Brandon day, Johnson. I'm the, get your I'm mind the out of the gutter. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to get to uh, over, over there in Florida. All right, you should. We celebrate heterosexuality and honest elections. You're, it's going to be a whole new world for you. Thank you very much, Robert, in Oak Park. That poor guy's been trapped behind the enemy lines for a while. The whole song is like this. Hot oil. After the shot. Funkify. You can't even make that song today unless it's like a group of the same people. A bunch of guys and girls, you can make that song. But Teddy Pendergrass was having none of that. In the meantime, I just found out Bobby Caldwell died two weeks ago. I, I, I can't believe you know who he is, right, Squirrel? I guess you wonder where I've been. I searched to find a love within. Sexy, huh? These kids today don't know what they're doing. Back then, you went in the bathroom with the guy on it who resembled you. You didn't go into one with the skirt. Those were the days, my friend. In the meantime... In New York City, they're celebrating incompetence and stupidity. New York City drew some people for, to support Trump and also drew some protesters against. I want to introduce you to the next Democrat, Democrat candidate for either mayor of New York, possibly governor of New York, or if you're really lucky, he could be the nominee for the Democrat Party 2024. His name is Jamal Bowman. The crime should be held accountable. Marjorie Taylor Greene was getting in a car, and Jamal popped out of the crowd like a jack in the box. <laughs> now let's talk about the truth. Now let's talk about the truth. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Now let's talk about the truth. Get, get the hell out of here. What inspired that today? Jamal Bowman. What inspired that today? I was born and raised in New York City. This is the city that I love. It's a city focused on hard work and love for all people. We will never accept hateful rhetoric in our city. Any rhetoric that is divisive, any rhetoric that uplifts white supremacy, we are pushing back against that in all its forms. Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to take her ass back to Washington and do something about gun violence, do something about affordable housing, do something about childhood poverty. Do something about climate change. Do your freaking job, Marjorie Taylor Greene. You don't need to be in New York City talking that nonsense. Go back to your district. You're not, what are you doing here? You're here for politics. You're here because you want to be VP. You're here for your own fundraising. You're here for your own nonsense. New York City stood up to Marjorie Taylor Greene to get today to let her know, get the hell out of here. Don't open one word in our freaking city. Nice, He's a huh? jackass. Makes you want to go to New York, doesn't it? Not me. I don't hate my pair of shoes because I'd have to throw them out after I walked in the streets of that ghetto. The only second to Chicago. Who's going to win tonight? The worst possible candidate. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. 
He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so if you know anything about American history and the reason you should question the government's story, it's because you're aware of what happened in Vietnam. Vietnam was a government, United States government manufactured war. It was a profiteering mission. Didn't accomplish anything. They were sent to fight an ideology that they were uh, told was communism. Whether it is or not, it's the same philosophy that's shared by the American Democrats today. Vietnam calls itself Democrat Socialist. A lot of my beliefs are because I had a family member at 18 years old, joined the Marine Corps, was sent there. He was the star of the family. Brilliant, brilliant. His name was Joseph Maggio. He was killed 21 days into Vietnam. He wasn't killed by the enemy. He was killed by friendly fire. At that point, you start to question a lot of what the government tells you. And then you realize all of the money that was made from the military-industrial complex. It's the way you should look at every military operation this country has from that day forward. Because the first real lie is the hardest one to tell you. Many, 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 hundreds of thousands of men were affected by that. The survivors. 58,000 died. My next guest, thankfully, is not one of them. He is a survivor. His name is William Taylor. The book on full automatic, surviving 13 months in Vietnam. Bill, thank you so much for participating in the show and for writing the book i'm enjoying it immensely thank you oh you're welcome and it's so exciting to be on your show sean um you're you're absolutely one of my very favorite uh, talk oh. show hosts for well, that sure. means the world to me thank you and i will tell you i i enjoy the book because you're part of the marine corps third marine regiment arguably i mean they all saw such terrible things but you guys how many battles were you in we, we were in 27 operations, and that was because we were Special Landing Force Alpha. We were a, a special attack force that sat off the coast on the uh, USS Okinawa, and uh, when any unit was was catching um, catching held, and we had to go in and you know help them out, or we became a blocking force or a sweeping force or whatever. But yeah, we were always in the action, and uh, I, to tell you the truth, every Every uh, platoon commander, every platoon sergeant, every squad leader I had was wounded and killed, and it just was the, the repetitious of the same thing over and over throughout my whole tour. Sometimes we got someone good, and sometimes they were really bad. But more importantly, what, what that war really opened America up to was the idea that the government was manufacturing the issues. What was the purpose that they told you at the time you were 18? What, when you joined, because you joined the Marine Corps, right? Or were you drafted? Right, exactly. Now, I you joined. had to join back then, right? Um, mm -hmm. The Marines, anyway. When you, were, when you joined that war, what was your mindset? How did you go home and tell your parents, you're 18 years old, you're joining the Marine Corps. What, what, what were you joining for? What was the spiel that they told you you were joining for? Well, the first, the first reason for joining the Marine Corps was I really wanted, you know, I wasn't going to be going to college. I, I needed to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And I thought, you know, what is the best service I could join? And I thought it was the Marine Corps. 
And of course, you know, what I was told, you know, I asked them when I joined, I said, what about this uh, war, this Vietnam war that we're in? And, and the recruiter told me, oh, listen, by the time you get out of boot camp and, and basic training, you know, that'll, that'll be all over. It'll be, you know, we're the greatest country in the world and we'll, we'll just completely annihilate them. So don't even worry about that. Of course, when I went to Vietnam, it was the height of the Vietnam War. and uh, So you went in 67? 60, actually, I joined in 66 and went in six, the beginning of 67. And the funny thing is, we had been sending advisors there from 1961. They kept a lid on that. They were doing right. the same thing they're doing in Ukraine. It started out, we were arming the South Vietnamese. And then they were right. quietly sending people, not letting the American people know. And the war lasted until 1975, correct? Exactly, exactly. So 14 fact, years. Our, yeah, right. When you see what's going... I'm sorry, go We ahead. just had our 50th anniversary of the Vietnam War, of the end of the Vietnam War. When you see what's going on to this day in foreign policy, and you're old enough to recognize the rinse and repeat excuses, the rinse and repeat supporting democracy and the da 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 Are you just in awe that the American people, who, while you were there, were putting up protests and arguing and fighting the government every day as they now argue against citizens that are calling for diplomacy or an investigation into what the government take on everything is? Are you in awe of the stupidity that the people have learned nothing in 70 years or really 60 years and 50 years since the Vietnam War? Are you in awe? You know, I, I'm in such disappointment. You know, we're, we, they were supposed to learn from the war. You know, we, we, they should have learned that this, the war was totally wrong and that why should we get ourselves in the same situation? When, when they first started going in Iraq, I was telling people, I go, this is Vietnam all over again, crew. I was telling everybody that. And they're going, no, we got to go after Saddam Hussein. And, you know, they got weapons of mass destruction. And, of course, they didn't. And, uh, yeah, it's so disappointing. It's, you know, we didn't learn, and we continue not to learn. And, uh, and there's another agenda going on, and it's definitely, you know, pulling the wool over the eyes of the American people. That's for sure. I believe that's where the government, and, and, and you know, it's funny, a lot of the senators, uh, Joe Biden himself, five deferments, a lot of the upper echelon in our government were draft dodgers for one form or another. And I, I could argue that that was the right move because the war was a sham. But they didn't really f- push back against that, that profiteering off policy because when I saw Afghan, when we pulled out of there and we left the billions and billions and billions of dollars of weapons, that was no more nauseating than it was when you saw what happened in Vietnam as they were shoving new oh, helicopters off aircraft carriers. I mean, this is kind of the same modus operandi that uh, we had when you were a young man, is it not? Oh, absolutely. And so disappointing. I, I was watching the whole thing unfold here, and all I had was deja vu about, you know, the helicopters picking people up the roof and fl- flying them out. I, I just couldn't believe that, you know, that we just abandoned them flat out, didn't give them any more military equipment or anything. We, we did, you know, it was for nothing. Uh, we, we did get a lot of people out. And uh, the, I guess that was, they had to find out, they had to get all those people we left behind that were our supporters, that they, they had to go through special camps if they weren't murdered. I mean, when, 
when you get together for your, um, I don't want to call them reunions, but that's, a, I guess, what they're called. When you get together for your reunions and you see the people you served with, what is their, um, what is their opinion of the political climate in America? What has it been? What have you seen change over the last, say, 20, 25 years? Oh, it's it's so sad to see this whole country, uh, the whole everything we worked for, everything we were thinking about for, you know, democracy and freedom. And and then to see people pushing the socialism agenda and tearing down statues, uh, it, it, you know, I, I you know, I, I just really am upset and really set back from the whole thing. It's just horrible. And when I meet the guys at the Third Marine Division reunion every year, this year we meet in D.C. in, in August. And um, I, I can't even tell you. We get together and, you know, we talk about Vietnam and everything. And every once in a while the issues come up. And it's all the same thing, just like the stuff you show on your show. We're all, we all absolutely believe the same thing, every one of us, because we all fought and, and, you know, a lot of our friends died. And uh, the similarities, the similarities between that and what we see in the Middle East is just unbelievable to me. And you have the wall that goes around, you have 58,000 names on it. And it was an amazing, it was a major attraction for many, many years. Are people losing kind of the perspective of how important that was and why for, you could argue from 1975 until Iraq, there was a, a, a pushback by not just politicians, but by citizens to never repeat that. And now it, I feel like this is all we do is repeat the same thing. Exactly. That's exactly what goes on. And, you know, one of the reasons I wrote my book was because I wanted history to know what happened in Vietnam. I didn't want it to let it go to waste and, and uh, have all those experiences and all those things I talk about. I wanted to bring it out. I wanted to say the truth, exactly what it was like. And uh, fortunately for me, so many people are getting healings from this book. They're reading it, and some of them are coming out out just finally starting to talk about the war. I, I get so many letters and emails from veterans and veterans' families just saying, I never knew what you guys really went through until I read your book. And uh, and I think that's, I mean, that's what keeps us all together. Uh, several other guys are, are writing books right now about um, our battalion and, and how we fought so hard. And um, and I think we're, we're finally going to make 1st Battalion, 3rd Marines, history we're going to make history and people when they start reading it they're going to start realizing what you know that iraq and afghanistan was what they were all about it's it's all the same thing but it's going to wise people up that's for sure now the media during vietnam in the beginning they repeated the government tagline but shortly thereafter arguably 1967 1968 the media started to take kind of an investigative approach and say wait a minute there is something that's not right going on. And instead of blaming politicians, they blame the soldiers specifically, and they demonize the soldiers so much so that when you came back from Vietnam, you were treated like the enemy. Yet, when Barack Obama it was found out that 90% of the, of the bombs he dropped were on innocent people in the Middle East, the media didn't pick up on that. They covered up on it. Is the real difference here... The media, the, 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 the platform of the media back then, they wanted more of an investigation and more of a peace. Because I have yet to see any major media outlet call for diplomacy 
or do anything other than regurgitate government propaganda when it comes to Ukraine, when it comes to Yemen or Syria. We just don't even talk about it anymore. Isn't the real difference not so much the American citizens, but the information they're getting? You know, someone has control over the media, and they have an agenda going, and there's nothing we can do about it. And not until we actually get people to start talking about it. I'm starting to see... You know, the people in government are starting, you know, at least the Republicans are starting to spit out the fact that, you know, there's something major wrong here. There's something wrong in Washington. We need to get this all straightened out. You know, I listen to 257 and 9 all the time, and, and it really disappoints me because, you know, they don't they don't give the facts. And when I talk to people that that's all they listen to, they're almost like they're brainwashed into the, the narrative of what they, they're trying to get across. It is a shame. It is real shame. Let me uh, ask you, did you, are you also the author of 19 Minutes to Live? No. Okay, because no. I, I, these books are sold together. And one of the things that, that is fascinating to me is the, the guys that lived through Vietnam, how they share the same philosophy when it comes to the military-industrial complex or foreign policy. And Oliver Stone had a meteoric rise to success. He was welcomed by so many Democrats who vowed never to do it again. But the Democrat Party now seems to be the party of war. Does that shock you? Yeah, it did. You know, I got to say that I I was a Democrat my whole life. My father was a Democratic precinct captain in the city of Chicago. So, um, you know, I've always thought that I was going to always be a Democrat. And then when I started seeing what's going on in this country and how, you know, how everything's being manipulated and and uh, uh, the, my, my, the things that I believe in are no longer, uh, <laughs> they're just no longer there. So, yeah. That's, uh, I have a friend of mine who served in the, in, the, um, in the same division, in the third. His name is uh, um, Lou Rocchiolo, and he survived being wounded three times. And people don't realize how many guys who were wounded went back into action. Three separate times he was wounded. Um, is this I was, something I you saw? Wounded. I was wounded three times too. Were you really? Yeah. Were you? And when you um, when you got back into into country, what was the government's reaction to you and your injuries? What did they do when it came to treating you? What was that experience like? As you were promised health care and you were promised certain benefits for the rest of your life. All I know is when I got off the airplane, I promised myself that I was going to kiss the ground as soon as I landed. And I did. I got off that airplane. I kissed the ground. People were looking at me like I was nuts. I was still in my uniform. And then back then you had to walk on the tarmac to get back in, to get in to the airport. And as I walked into the airport, I had this big smile on my face. And then um, someone yelled, baby killer. Here comes the baby killer. And I'm going, the smile went off my face. Yeah. I turned and looked. And all I saw was like Vietnam in my head. And from that moment on, all I wanted to do is, when my term was up, just get out of my uniform and just live my life. Um, I was really, uh, there was a lot of us pretty much the same way. And, and some were welcomed home. Uh, it wasn't the entire country. that Down in Texas, you know, they, they welcomed their, their soldiers home. And in California, it's a little bit different. You know, so yeah. um, 
everybody had different experiences, but I can tell you when I came home, you know, there was nobody there for us really. And uh, some of the guys that were wounded, tragically wounded, spent time in um, Hines and Lake Lakeside and the, their times in there were so bad. I mean, the, uh, one of my, one of the guys they served with when I came, I went to his house to, you know, see him and he wouldn't even talk to me. And we were, in the same battle together and I wanted to talk to him and um, he he just wouldn't even talk to me. He, he's, he, he told his mom, I don't want to talk to anybody. I, and then his mother told me about how, um, how mistreated he was at the hospital and um, they wouldn't even change his bandages. I mean, the food was horrible. I mean, it was just, you know, after what he did and get, so a bullet hit him in the hip and it ricocheted all through his whole insides and um, it just tore up his inside. So he was really badly wounded. And uh, so, yeah, when, when we came home, that was my experience. We, I just didn't want anything to do with this country. I, I didn't want anything from anybody. But um, When you see the, in the news that there's 22 soldiers a day from the Middle East, they kill themselves, yep. uh, it's really a testimony that there has been no advancement done in the psychological effects of these wars. And... Uh, right. You know, I'm wondering, isn't that why we should be constantly pushing for peace and constantly pushing for democracy instead of cheering the lack of it in the year 2023, how we're told the same propaganda you were in 1967, and we have the, the politicians and the government refusing to make contact with the other side to negotiate peace? It doesn't seem like we're learning from any of these mistakes. Exactly. We're not, and it's very sad. Uh, You've got to have good leadership. And uh, right now, we do not, I don't believe we have good leadership in the White House. And um, until that gets turned around and we get somebody in there that, that uh, is actually for the people, um, you know, uh, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. Um, well, well, Bill, I want to thank you for writing it. I want to thank you for making yourself available. Um, I think about, you. I had an uncle in World War II, and he was an old man. And uh, I would go to the house for lunch. And he worked nights, so he would sleep during the day. And I would hear him screaming in the bedroom, and I would ask my aunt, what's he doing? And she'd say, he's fighting the war. And it was at that point I realized it doesn't matter how old the warrior gets. They're always reliving the tragedy of war. So I, I know what you're dealing with. I can only imagine. But I, I also can tell you that from your writings, I, I just find it to be a wonderful book on full automatic surviving 13 months in Vietnam. His name is William Taylor Jr. officially, but I'm going to call him Bill. Bill, thank you very much for writing the book, and yep. thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm, I'm, I love the book. Yep. Thank you for the work. Thank you, and, and it was a pleasure being on your program, and uh, God bless America. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I was just informed by Squirrel Hands, Trump's speech will be carried on right here on these airwaves, AM560, The Answer, after uh, he comes on stage at Mar-a-Lago. They're thinking around 7.15, Squirrel? 7.15. Mike Desplains. Hey, Sean, it's great to talk to you. Uh, I got just three points to make. Uh, I'm a veteran of the Cold War. And uh, number like two, it. the number, the, I, yeah, I mean, well, you know, 
But uh, number two is the uh, industrial complex of war that that keeps, uh, you know, the stock market going. So we need war to make it going. Yes. And number three, uh, the, the problem is that uh, the people that actually go and fight the war are not being taken care of, just like uh, your, your previous interview with William there uh, is very disturbing. And, and you know, do you know, the, do you know uh, the only president to really go after the uh, military health care system was Donald Trump. The only one. Right. Yeah. The, the yeah, only exactly. one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. And now, you know, it's thanks a, a lot. Son. Thank you for calling, thanks, brother. Stay safe in displays. You know what I love about this show? We didn't even waste any time on the morphodite in Chicago. Who's going to be the next mayor? Kevin, Austin, Texas. Hey, Sean, I liked your last guest, and I was thinking about, you know, you and I are around the same age. Uh, the first Persian Gulf War, uh, for us, was more like a TV show for about two weeks. Yeah, in fact, there was comedy uh, shows it, dedicated to it. Yeah, yeah, and and we never, and I don't know anybody my age who actually saw any action, and especially up in Chicago, they don't, that's the one amazing thing about living in Austin now. You see the appreciation they have for veterans and and people who are in active service and and all that type of thing. But we really didn't feel it close by. You know what I mean? Oh, my cousin died or anything like that. Whereas we came out of Vietnam and we kind of heard about it and heard stories. I remember I go to a friend of mine's house, friend of mine's house, and uh, his dad was in Korea, just talking about it. Wow. And I had no concept. You know what I mean? Explain to me um, why we have 5,000 5, active troops in Syria. We have a war in Yemen yeah. we're ignoring. We've got 14,000 troops at the Horn of Africa, National Guardsmen from all over the country, and it's not on the fracking news. None of it. No, and it's, it's not. And then when, we grew, then when we got older, it was, you know, everybody was rallying around the flag after 9-11, let's do something, all that type of stuff. And most people are blinded. I cannot t- like, where's Code Pink? Remember, they were always out following oh, Obama please. around and that type of thing. You don't yeah. even hear anything about those guys anymore. I but anyhow, guess, I'd like to bet that the head of Code Pink will be a man dressed as a woman in pink. Could <laughs> <laughs> be. Uh, and then I wanted to mention to you, as far as the Teddy Prendergrass, I appreciate that music, but I think I thought uh, you, I, I kind of pegged you for more like a Clarence Carter kind of guy. I, I listen. I love uh, Clarence Carter, song. but there's only one Teddy. Thank you very much. The entire album dedicated to heterosexuality. Can't get away. Look at this squirrel. This is music, baby. If I had my old Riviera, let me borrow it. I used to have this on cassette. That's how old I am. In the meantime, we've got to get used to a new America where it's just a little bit more obvious of what the dailies were doing back in the 80s. Biden is a lawyer. And then the president of the United States and the commander in chief. But go ahead. He is. No, he isn't. uh, As a lawyer, is he concerned at all that a local DA indicting a former president could, down the line, open up the possibility, set the precedent, that local DAs that don't like former President Biden could indict him? I'm not going to comment from here. Why don't you have more to say about the Trump indictment? It is an ongoing um, case, and I've been very clear about that. We've been prudent about that, not commenting on ongoing cases, and we're going to stick to that. I don't buy that, squirrel. I think the reason... Idiot! I think the reason she doesn't have more to say is she knows there's at least one smart son of a dog out there that remembers what Joe Biden is, what he's always been, 
and what he said just two years ago. I, to your predecessor, who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning that the former president will not return, or that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah. once again take power in the United <laughs> States? Well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if, we, uh, if he does run. Uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. So to the socialist president of Zambia, Socialist Party, I want you to know, brother, they staged coups right here. See, Joe Biden administration is a coup d'etat. Not elected, usurper, determined to misuse government power in an unmoored way from our Constitution. Don't worry, Fred Mumbambe. They're doing the exact same thing here in this country. First, all that anybody in the country is talking about at this exact moment while we are in here is Trump. And they look here to find out what the White House thinks about it. And... Well, I think the American people should feel reassured that when there is an ongoing case like this one, that we're just not commenting. And so does the lack of comment mean that you do not think anything happening in New York today is one of the top issues facing the country at the moment? That's your assessment. Uh, That's not my assessment. I'm just laying out the facts that we are just not going to comment on an ongoing uh, case from here. And we've been very consistent. We've been very... Squirrel, what do you mean I can't deny the election? Of course I can't. He didn't win Jack. After all, you can go very far denying elections. Granted, I'm not the traitor Nancy Pelosi's stinky hammer husband is. But she denies elections, too. When uh, Secretary Clinton was in the Senate and First Lady, but especially as Secretary of State in more recent time, um, she was she has been and at that time implemented many things showing America's support for democracy. It was her clarity in position to the present Putin, president occupant leader of, of Russia that made him turn around and ensure in a uh, illegal way come out against her in her campaign interference in our democracy by Vladimir Putin because Hillary Clinton was the person he feared most in terms of his lack of democracy in Russia that's I- now aside from giving you a good laugh what that opens up is to an investigation into how Hillary Clinton paid for the steel dossier. Ooh, that dog can hunt. Now all we need is a DA in a Republican-run area that wants to sue, wants to prosecute. How many counts of lying has this inner thigh rash-infested roach participated in since Whitewater? 400? Oh, I like it. Let's throw a 400-count indictment at her fat derriere. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The answer. It's fun to stay at the Am I the only one that pictures a couple of the administration dancing to this in costume? 
If you're in Wisconsin, you got an hour left. Daniel Kelly, my pick. If he doesn't win, it's a big election. Daniel Kelly in Wisconsin is the only thing you should be focusing on. You could still save everything. In the meantime, don't worry. In this country, the government focuses on the losers. So congratulations to both teams. So I know we'll have the champions come to um, to the White House. We always do. So, you know, we'll have LSU come. But you know what? I'm going to tell Joe, I think Iowa should come too because they played such a good game. So, right? So winners and losers, that's sportsmanship. That's good And the losers of the last election are in the White House now. So I think you should only celebrate the losers. After all, that would be such a great explanation for all of your fracking policies that are destroying my country. Really, it would be such an explanation. This is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America. That is hilarious. Would that I had the magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is called OPEC, and they made a decision yesterday. Only because the American government, the politicians, don't want to let the American oil industry, the American energy sector, thrive. And this has been something you've been working on for decades. We need to have... Uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. Yeah, sure we do. How's this Tinder Wrong. profile going? Jimmy Carter, hang it on! Tom, Blue Island. Hey, Sean, dittos, yeah, yeah, 35 years left of oil, yeah, right. You know, Sean, these scumbags, they, they do this crap because they know all the Republicans are cowards. All these guys do is talk about they talk a good game and until they do what you just said and i and yeah i'm a crooked son of a bitch until they until they do something about it sean they're gonna keep doing this stuff to us well we're gonna do something about it we've got the Republican DAs and AGs. It was an elaborate cover-up, and it began in January of 2020. There's emails between Dr. Collins and Dr. Fauci in which Dr. Collins says this wouldn't be good for China. This wouldn't be good for science. Yeah. Assets of enemies, foreign and domestic. High-ranking government bureaucrats, and now they've got their corrupt communist sympathizer in diapers at the helm. Greg LaGrange. I mean, uh, Lake Geneva, excuse me. There you go. Hey, uh, you know, as far as Teddy Pendergrass, uh, Oh, you can't break up on Teddy Pendergrass. Is he there? Wisconsin. He's kind of down right now. The NSA jammed your signal. Uh, I, go ahead. I recommend, what, my recommendation is everybody go check out the video of Kid Rock and what he thinks of Budweiser. And not just watch the, the video, but also pay attention to his attitude. Of course, everybody knows Kid Rock's attitude because... Yeah, but I didn't see... Did he start off with my tagline, which I'm trying to copy right now, which is, I prefer my women without balls? Did he? Is he jumping on me? Because <laughs> that's my tagline. I think I'm going to go with that on the back of my shirt. In fact, Squirrel, let's, contract, let's contact the management at AM560. I'd like to put that on the back of the Sean Thompson Show shirt. I prefer my women without balls. And so did Teddy Pendergrass. Turn off the entire album, Squirrel, dedicated to heterosexual rock. You don't want to get cozy with Pete Buttigieg. No. You might have got cozy with Kamala. Back when she was dating a 60-year-old Willie Brown when she was 27. I'll bet you Willie Brown had the same cassette 
in his car that I had at my Riviera. There's no question. I want to love you. Come on, Squirrel. It's doing a loop. Is it? Stop dancing with Honeypot. We got a show to run. It's better than focusing on the true problems we have, isn't it? For eight days, the president of the United States allowed that balloon to traverse or travel across the entire United States. And he told the American people that we couldn't shoot it down. We had to wait till it got over the ocean. Meanwhile, a week later, three other devices were shot down over U.S. skies, right? And come to find out, it, it took data from our military sites. And it went over and scanned some of those sites more than once or multiple times and transmitted that that information back to China in real time. Uh, it is insanity to me that we allowed this to happen. And make no mistake, the president allowed this to happen in the United States. He was paid to. It's the greatest coup d'etat on these shores. Normally this kind of stuff happens at third world hellholes, which we, unfortunately, have become. We are now officially a third world country. No president in the history of our country has been subjected to such vicious and disgusting attacks. But they only attack me because I fight for you. It's very simple. They can't buy me and they can't control me. And that scares them beyond belief. And the sad part is he, sh- they, he shored up because of their doing. Not just campaign contributions, which he's raked in, but guys like me who could argue against Many of the Trump policies. But one thing you cannot argue against is that this mafia is afraid of not just him, but every one of you. Because they know you recognize it for what it is, a third world mafia. We are now officially a third world country. Not in good states. Run to one. Wish everybody good luck today in the elections. But uh, we'll talk tomorrow about the outcome. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.